Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome, folks, to this episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. I'm excited to have you here. My guest today is Robert Clinkenbeard, who is the owner of the Radix Group. Robert, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited we finally get to chat. I'm excited to hear about uh, all the cool things that you're doing, because I know you got a couple of things on the go. But why don't you tell our, our audience a little bit about you and who you are and how you got to where you're at right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can tell by the accent, I'm uh, originally from Edinburgh, Scotland. I moved across in 99, across to Arizona, started up my commercial landscape company in 2001, uh, grew that from scratch and, uh, you know, grew up to 20 million, 350 employees. And then I uh, just started having some uh, partnership issues. Um, so I thought, well, you know, life's too short. So I sold that business now have developed a coaching company that works with CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs, companies all around the world, actually. I really enjoy that, being able to help other people. Just to share the experience that I went through and grew my business. Mm. Uh, so now do that. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Very cool. And I see in the back, it says scaling up and EOS advisor um, as we built our process. And those two systems are amazing to, well, to scale up and help build the system and the operating system to grow a company. So if we think back to when you had your landscaping business, what were some of the key factors that contributed to your success in being able to get it from, you know, brand new startup to having as many people and as much revenue as you did? Yeah, good, good question. I think probably the primary thing is um, having the right people in place. You know, I think initially, yeah, I've tried to do everything and it just, it wasn't uh, quite working. Just I was getting consumed. I was very much in the weeds, just trying to manage everybody. And yeah, I was just getting far too consumed. So wanted to really try and hire the right people. And I brought in probably three key people that went on, you know, started off as middle managers, then went up into a senior position. But, you know, having the right people in place was probably the primary thing. And then secondly, giving them the, the tools for success, whether it be scaling up EOS, whether it be some of the metrics that they could effectively run their own company and just give them the tools to be successful. Uh, what were those first three key hires, whether that was title or role or what was the what were the things that they took off your plate as a CEO so that you could be more effective? They were uh, they came in as account managers, so we're looking after uh, quite a few clients, large book of business, you know, probably you know half, a million and a half, two million worth of business initially. But what what it did is it allowed two things: is effectively they were running their own mini business within my company, so they were taking care of clients, so they started to take over those client relationships, and then just making sure they were managing uh, the the field workers making sure the quality was happening on the jobs. So it took a lot of that stuff off my plate because before I was owning those relationships before that. Uh, and it was starting to, you know, we ended up having 500 odd jobs or clients. 
And it, that was just way too much for me. So passing that on to some middle managers through the account management, it helped me a lot. Cool. And what were some, you know, it sounded like you were able to reshift the high value activities. So, you know, these folks that came in were able to take some of that off your plate. What were some of the big uh, maybe challenges or that you experienced there that, you know, upon reflection might have been easy to go with, but at the time was kind of challenging for you to navigate through? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, let me think, you know, well, first of all, I mean, it allowed me to you know, look at the bigger picture, bring in some higher level revenue. We were able to expand into different states. That was one of, you know, a couple of the benefits there. But challenges, you know, I felt as though I was out of touch with my clients and really having a finger in the pulse was relying on other people telling me how good the jobs looked or how were the client, you know, um, relations working. So, you know, I, I left, definitely lost touch a little bit with that. And there was some consequences because of that. Then, you know, I think what I, first of all, the way I acted, it was I was that, that go-to person for all of their issues. So it was almost like a revolving door in my office. And that was just consuming all my time. And I just felt as though, felt as though I was hand-holding them. Uh, I was enable, enabling them. Uh, but I think just because of, you know, I'm constantly trying to learn things and trying to improve myself that I, I came to a point where I felt as though my ego was getting in the way of things. So I, I, I moved more into a coaching type role where I allowed, you know, I've asked them, how would they solve the problems? What would they do if they were in my shoes? So that actually helped the traffic to my door, reduced it, but also allowed them to develop as more as, as managers or leaders. Yeah. So it sounds a couple of things move from managing to leading and being able to support them. And at the same time of doing that, allowed the people to take their own ownership to create that space for themselves to step into it. So you weren't the bottleneck or the capacity or lid on them that they were able to uh, get to that next level. Did I get that correctly? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You spot on. Cool. And I bet, I mean, because we're kind of in a similar style business, you know, you see that all the time when you talk to managers and leaders that are trying to scale and get to the next level, that it's usually them. That's the problem, not the system or the business, but it's the people that are the blockages to get to that next level. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that that's you know, it's quite an interesting point. And it is something I come in uh, and see more and more in the, all the companies I go into that a lot of people have moved into a management or leadership type role because of them maybe being really good at the skill or, or, or trade that they've been used to. So they've moved into that role just because they've obviously shone above other people, but but they've never been given any type of leadership or, or you know, management development. So yeah, a lot of people struggle with that when they're suddenly now trying to manage other people, they haven't got the skill sets and a lot of them struggle in that role and a lot of them will fail because they haven't really managed that. But a lot of the time it's because they've never been properly onboarded. They've never been given that development training. So it's a challenge I see all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's why one of the things that we focused on in terms of strategy execution is the leadership development to help them get to that capacity. So Actually, I guess that's a good segue because if you think of scaling up in your business from startup to 100K, from 100K to half a million, half a million to a million, a million to 10, 10 to 20, sounds like probably those big inflection points. What are some of the 
important things to consider as an owner as you scale up? And then we'll talk about your consulting piece after that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways I could go there. I mean, certainly, you know, have, make sure you have the right cash in the bank to to be able to grow your business. I mean, it, it's pretty expensive to to keep growing and scaling your business. And a lot of people don't necessarily anticipate that. They don't have the the meetings with the banks, the CPAs to really um, to work through that and project out. You know, have, we talked about the, having the right people in place. So the people that have, you know got you to that level are not necessarily the same people that can take you to the next stage so constantly looking at people doing i'm not necessarily a fan of annual reviews i i I like to do continuous reviews whether it be monthly whether it be quarterly so just can't you know make those tweaks all the time uh putting the right systems in place whether it be processes whether it be some type of a software system to allow your company to scale up so you know we went through an exercise you know probably halfway you know through my 15-year journey where you know, we went extensively out to the marketplace and look at what the, what's the software that we need because we were operating on spreadsheets, we were operating under, you know, Word docs all over the place and we needed to consolidate it all. So, yeah, that was one of our big moves and getting that software piece and that allowed us to scale up. So, yeah, you go through those different phases and it's it, you almost have to, you know, take a step back have some reflection time and, and using some type of outside you know, resource, whether it be a coach, organizations like EO, whatever that may be the case, but just somebody to help you, you know, work on the business. Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. And now get us back to the episode. Yeah, I love that. So shifting gears a little bit, if we think of scaling up and making sure that you have the right systems and the right capacity and just like reflect, you know, I looking at the Iron Man mindset, you probably don't wake up one day and just say, hey, I'm going to go, you know, do an Ironman, you know, if you're going from five or 10 Ks, which by the way, it might not be the accurate context of the Ironman <laughs> mindset, but of course, you know, get doing an Ironman is, is a, it's a journey and it really, you need to be prepared to be able to get to that level. So can you speak to your perspective on the Ironman mindset, what it means for you? And then how do you translate that to the people that you uh, connect with? Yeah. So that, that's you know part of the reason why I, uh, you know, wrote my book was around, you know, trying to compare what, what goes on in business compared to preparing for any type of race, whether it be an Ironman or half Ironman or marathon. But, you know, a lot of the time you have to have that preparation. You need to have that northern light. Where, where are you heading? So, you know, for me, it was an Ironman race, a full race, did different races around the world. And in businesses, okay, where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 25 years? So what's that that Northern Light or star? And then start working your way back, breaking things down to annually, to quarterly, and really just focus on what, what needs to be done to prepare for that. So with my races, you know, I, I'd have a, a, a training plan that I'd look at every night, 
to prepare for the next day, get all my training gear ready, you know, making sure, you know, who I'm riding with or running with are, are there. So be fully prepared for that. And it's the same going into business where, you know, if you've got, if you know you've got some business or some meetings coming up the next day, what do you need to do to prepare for them? Do you have an agenda ready? What's going to be the outcome? Do all the team that will be part of that meeting, are they fully prepared? Uh, you know, nobody likes going into meetings, but if you have some type of um, agenda or goals along with that, then it helps. And, you know, going back to the mindset part, I mean, every day, all of us go through personal challenges, business, family challenges. And, you know, it's that mindset to be able to to break your way through those challenges and not necessarily get pulled back by those challenges and keep focusing on what's that, what's that northern light or that star that you can work towards. Mm. Well, I was watching a internet video because that's just what I do with my time. And then I saw a guy was army guy running and he's like, you know, you can really test people's metal by removing the end point. As in, he's like, Hey, I think we're going to run from here to here. And so everybody starts like lightening up as they get to the end. And then, then you say, no, we keep going. And then you can see everybody's like face drop. And I, and I find that that's one of the interesting things about entrepreneurship and business ownership and, and strategy work is that like in principle, there's a defined timeline, but it keeps going. Like you have to have that longevity. You need to be able to work in sprints and you also need to work in, in long distances to be able to get your team across the line. It's not just about like you as the leader, it's about being able to bring the people with you. And it's, it can be a grind sometimes. So thoughts on, on that perspective, either from the entrepreneur seat or the coach seat. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're entirely right. Yes, I mean, you do have a finish line in a lot of races, but, you know, are you going to then, you know, retire after that? I mean, it's, I think it's always good to push each other along, work through these challenges. I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, we're always going to push ourselves past those limits. I mean, I've, I've learned over the years. I mean, if you'd, if you'd asked me, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, was I ever going to do an Ironman? There was, there was absolutely no way I was going to do that. I mean, I was an absolute terrible swimmer. You know, I could swim one, one length of the pool, but by by having, you know, that that mindset to pushing myself past those limits to having a supporting team behind me, I just kept on pushing myself more and more. And when I achieved that challenge, then I thought, well, Great, I achieved it. It wasn't a big deal. What's my next challenge? What am I going to push myself in? You know, it's the same when I when I sold my business. Yeah, I mean that was a nice finish line. But then, you know, after a week or two after selling, I thought, well, what's my? You know, I feel bored now. What's my next challenge? So um, yeah, I think it's the same with races, with business. It's always good. We're always going to push ourselves. I feel as a lot of us just operate at, you know, 40 percent of our capacity. So, so what are what are those things that could push us up to 50, 60, 80% of that? What was it going to take? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I've heard, I'm not a, actually, I did my first sprint try last year and nice. I just only run if someone's chasing me or there's an ice cream truck. But uh, <laughs> I, I heard that every, the end of every race is the beginning of a new one. And I think if that's like that continuous mindset, that approach and, and context is decisive. And so how you approach your career, how you approach your work, how you approach strategy, how you approach an Ironman, you know, it's all going to shape how, how it's viewed and, and looking at, you know, whatever those future challenges are. 
So Robert, from your perspective, I got kind of two questions for you. One is, uh, what is a, a challenge that you're taking on right now? What is your next uh, race that you're taking on personally? That's one. And the second thing is, you know, what kind of advice would you want to leave with our listeners who are managers and senior leaders in their career to help them develop that Ironman mindset? So I'll let you do those two as we take out today. Yeah, good, good questions. My, my, I think my first challenge is, man, I'm, I'm always, you know, challenging myself in business to better myself. But at the same time, though, I, I now have young kids. So what are the things that I can do to basically teach them the right practices and become, you know, better, you know, as they move into adulthood? So, you know, what are the things I could do on a, on a daily basis with them? I am, in terms of races, I have the Celtic man, which I'd like to try and do in the next year and a half. It's a race in Scotland and crazy cold weather, climb mountains, all that fun stuff. So that's a, a challenge. Keep me young. And then um, in terms of advice to, I suppose, entrepreneurs, leaders, I mean, yeah, we, we are always going to face those challenges. I mean, you look at what's going on in the world these days, I mean, it's crazy, crazy stuff going on. But, you know, what, what, what are some of the, the bright spots on there? Are, are you surrounding yourself with the, the right people around you to challenge you to, you know, look at all the good things going on, look at technology and, you know, try and constantly review how you're going to achieve those challenges. Really easy to get sucked into all the negativity, but, you know, who, who are the team, the mentors around you to keep pushing you past that uh, capability? Awesome. I love that. And it sounds like you're going to be well prepared to be that uh, coach mentor for your kids moving forward. So I wish you all the best in that endeavor as you move forward you. and Thank good you. luck uh, getting to that race. So uh, where can our uh, uh, people uh, connect with you, learn more about the work you do at the Radix Group? Yeah, for sure. The, my website, uh, the Radix Group, LLC.com, has all my coaching information there. There's a uh, You can find me obviously on LinkedIn as well. And then obviously my book is for sale on Amazon. So people can read that short book, 100 odd pages. So fairly quick read, but you know, my, my goal is to try and make a positive impact on others. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. So folks, uh, thank my guest today, Robert Clinkenbeard, who is the owner of the Radix Group. Robert, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks yeah, so thank much. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and everyone listening, I hope you got a lot out of today. You know, for us to be successful as human beings, not only business people, having the right people around us to support us in those various stages of growth and that recognize, you know, it's a race, it's a long run, it's a short run, it's all of them. And so make the best of every day and, you know, do what you got to do to just keep it going. So my name is Anthony Taylor. As you know, this has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that will help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it. It'll help your team think more strategically and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's gonna give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful. And we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. 
Of course, it's only $4.95, and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus, you can use the code PODCAST for $100 off. Course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course, use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.